In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? You know, on our on our second record of this, uh, I don't know if it'd be as effective to remind uh, JLB that, uh, again, we're recording without him, but... Um, that's why you're not saying partners anymore. Yep. He's home. been demoted. He decided to fuck off on vacation to school. Turks and Caicos? Caicos? Yeah. Ka- we have to pronounce it right. I said we pronounce it wrong until they smile. Um, you can pronounce it however you want. I'm trying to, uh, catch more flies with honey, per se. But... I'm trying to make peanut butter taste better with honey. So that works out well. You know, I have I have peanut butter downstairs that already has honey mixed into it. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Is it organic? Because that's what's wrong with this peanut butter. <laughs> no, and I actually I don't like it. I don't like honey peanut butter. Not a fan. Um, I'm fine with honey and peanut butter. Not not a fan of honey peanut butter. Something about it mixed together. Are the yeah. ratios wrong for you? I don't know. Maybe. Um. If you are new to this show, the premise is simple. We're going to take turns challenging the other two books, some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss them in advance, so the answers are made up on the spot because we think that's more fun. Before we get into it, though, I would like to remind everyone to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast, to visit our partner shows, because we are a part of the Tatnisco Podcast Network, so check out the other shows on the network at tatnisco.com. Head on over to patreon.com, sponsor us there, patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu, um, or head over to shop.spreadshirt.com slash rawandorderwbu to uh, see some of our merch and maybe get something like that. I feel like... I feel like we've done this before. It's the uh, deja vu, the sensation yeah. of doing something you've done so, before. I, 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 I kind of wish that we had a fuck Skype uh, t-shirt right now. Ah, now, now we're going to be up to above PG-13 now. Ah. Well, one more of them and we here we go. Um, anyways, we are going to go ahead and get started on the fantasy booking for this. Um. I feel like in a previous life, I asked D.A. Fabe if he wanted to go first, and I can't remember if I got an answer from that. Well, you started to, and then, I don't know, a recording system might not have worked well. Um, it, it, this is something I've mulled over most of this evening, uh, quite a bit of yesterday when I was moving the snow, because there's so much snow here right now. Uh, less than you have, though. Yeah, tell me about it. Sadly, probably more than JLB has. He's supposed to be in Montreal. Yeah. It's supposed to know all year long. Exactly, don't you know? <laughs> so, but anyway, um, I had been thinking about it and mulling it over and trying to figure out what I was going to do that wasn't generic Royal Rumble-y stuff. Because um, it's easy to go, hey, pick your Royal Rumble winner and what happens at Elimination Chamber and all that stuff. Um, and so I kind of want to do a little bit of a spin on... Uh, what we do in the second half of this program or second the last third of this program um and have you fantasy book surprise entrance from 
one from each, uh, Impact, ROH, and AEW in the Royal Rumble. Okay. So, surprise, three surprise entrants, one from each. Um, the first thing I'm going to have to do is decide on each one what sort of impact I want it to make. Is is it, do I want it to make an impact of uh, no fucking way they got that person? Um, or do I want to make a uh, impact as a as a wrestler or what? And that's where it becomes tougher, specifically for me with AEW, because like, yeah, you know, I'm an AEW mark. I'm proud of that. So part of me is like, oh man, Kenny Omega in the Royal Rumble. Um, but I don't really know if he'd be the best impact for a WWE audience to show up in the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Cody there, that's an entirely different battle, but no fucking way did I get that. Yeah. Um, or, Hard you know, or Chris Jericho, you know, as a holy shit sort of moment. Um, so I think I'm going to put AEW t- on the back burner, and I'm going to do the other two first, okay. because uh, I want to think a little bit more about how I how I prioritize the AEW decision. Um, give me just one second here. Sure, I have a date with a KFC. So in terms of, we're going to start with Ring of Honor. Okay. Um, do... Tyler Black. Oh, wait. No, no. Claudio Castagnoli. It'd be great if you could use past ones. Well, you know, the the big name that a Ring of Honor fan would probably jump on and say they need to be the one there would be Roosh. Um, and so someone's going to have to be real big name for me to choose over Roosh. And that's tough. For, yeah, I think, it, I think it's got to be Roosh. The only one that was kind of up there for me that I was looking at and I was thinking that could be fun too would be Matt Taven. Uh, Is it? Isn't PCO with him right now? PCO's with him, and I thought about it. He, he again, some of that comes down to what sort of impact do I want to make? Because PCO would be be a holy shit moment from a standpoint of you know he's gonna do something really fucking crazy. Yeah. Um. Sure. And and there sure. there's part of that, but the other side of it is, or, or do you want to do a a wrestling exhibition out of it. And that's where Roosh is kind of the way. Matt Taven kind of sits in the middle there. Matt Taven is kind of an all-arounder, former Ring of Honor world champion. Um, I get a kick out of him. I get a kick out of a lot of them. I, I, I really wanted to say Dalton Castle, but Dalton Castle just, I don't think works in WWE, even as a, as a former uh, champion sort of a thing. I don't know. So I think... I think it's kind of a a cop out to say Roosh because he's the current world champion. There were rumors that he was in talks with WWE at one point, um, but I think he's kind of gotta be the choice. Um, the old, like I say, Matt Taven is a close number two for me. Um, but there's a, another way that I think about doing, debate about doing because what's more fun in Royal Rumbles than tag teams show up as consecutive entrance and oh. how much fun would it be for the briscoes to show up at the royal Rumble? oh and then and they've got the power to totally be to make an impact yeah like to affect the royal rumble so for ring of honor i guess i guess my answer is going to be uh that if it were to happen it would definitely have to be uh uh roosh right now 
But if I were doing it right now, I think I would probably do the Briscoes. I, I can't blame you for either of those choices. Uh, so so that's that's Ring of Honor out of the way. Um, Impact, like I say, it's kind of the same sort of choice. Do I want to? Do I want to pull someone in who's going to show off Impact's wrestling, or do I want to pull someone in who's going to be like a huge huge name? And for Impact, I think the easy answer is Moose. Moose in the Royal well, Rumble. Like a WWE wrestler. Hmm? He's built like a WWE wrestler. Yes. He's built like a WWE wrestler. He, he's got all the attributes that it could be. But on top of it, he can wrestle. He shows off Impact really well. I think he'd be probably the best choice overall. So um, it might not be the flashiest of choices, yeah, I don't um, think it brings the biggest pop. I think the biggest pop's probably Sammy Callahan. Yep, Sammy Callahan would be probably the biggest pop. Um, the biggest spectacle, there's a lot of those. Like, you could bring in a Chris Bay or an Ace Austin and really show off, like, what the X Division could If you went female, <laughs> yes, I know that Tessa's no longer at Impact, and we're likely to see her probably at the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, in fact... I'd almost wager that that's one of the surprises. Um, but uh, if you went female Tessa, the last time anybody saw her wrestle was in Impacts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I haven't really heard any rumors about Tessa. Taya Valkyrie, who we know her contract with Impact is up, but the last time she wrestled was Impact. Um, I think she's fairly likely to show up in the. Yeah. Um, okay. But uh, but the, you know, there's a few other th- like. If you're really talking about a uh, an Impact wrestling star showing up in in the WWE Royal Rumble and getting a pop, you can't overlook Heath. Really? Can you imagine the pop? Now, there's no crowd right now to give a pop, but if it was a uh, Impact, uh, it's a Royal Rumble with a crowd in the audience, and Heath showed up after all of that that happened. I suppose, you know, yeah. His music just hits. Come on, man! I got kids. <laughs> um, I I think as a, from a former WWE wrestler, he'd get a huge thing from that. So that's kind of where I think there are other ones like in the women's rumble. Tennille Dashwood showing up would be uh, fun, but at the same point, she was just so poorly used in WWE that I, I don't know if she would get the the reaction. Um, and I'd love to see Crazy Steve, but I think for the most part, uh, I'm in the kind of minority. I think Crazy Steve is phenomenal, but uh, I think uh, other people might not necessarily agree with me on that. I don't think he's not phenomenal. I just, I don't know. The last time anybody had a in WWE, it was Zach Gowan and right that young man. Mm-hmm. Rather than the book, you know, an overcomer story. They, had to, they just fed him to Brock. Yeah. So I don't want to see <laughs> So, so speaking of Zach Gowan, uh, they really missed missed an opportunity with him because um, he just had the one leg, right? I'm, I'm remembering. Yep. Yeah. So they missed an opportunity in his Royal Rumble of him exploiting the rules by taking <laughs> off his leg in the ring. <laughs> yeah, taking off one of his legs and leaving it outside so that no matter if he got thrown over, only one foot hits the ground. He's never completely. <laughs> and never eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Where's um, his leg? <laughs> you just have people at the end. Where's his leg? I can deal with that. 
whole thing of them, someone outside trying to chase down the leg so they could put it on the ground and finally eliminate him. Anyways, um, for AEW, it's, like I said, it's a little tougher. Uh, because like you said, Cody would be the biggest absolute pop, uh, from a shock moment for him to come back and get in there. Uh, same with Jericho and many, it's a huge pop for that. But I don't think that shows off AEW as bet as good as it could. Uh, Kenny Omega shows off AEW better in many ways from a wrestling standpoint. But I don't, I seriously don't think, and this is, this is me, uh, maybe the average WWE fan a bit, but I think the average WWE fan doesn't know who Kenny Omega is for the most part. And so it doesn't get the pop from that. And that's where it's like, how, what, what do you do to get a huge pop and show off AEW at the same time? And part of me thinks that I go tag team and I bring the Young Bucks in. Oh. Uh, because that's already a spot fest as it is. I don't know if I want those two in it. Yeah, that's why I said part of me. I'm not I'm not 100% on it, but that's just part of me there. Um, part of me thinks bringing Brian Cage in might be the better option. But I hold back because he, he showed up in AEW as part of a Royal Rumble sort of battle royal. And I, I don't ever want him to become that guy who shows up at battle royals you know what i mean yeah so so i i hold back a bit on him but he, he might be at the forefront of aw is the tough one for really i tell you what if you don't pick who i think you're gonna pick i have actually an entire set of these as jlb <laughs> well i'm i'm imagining you're you're thinking i'm gonna pick uh mr orange cassidy correct no no, no. I, I, that's what I would book for him doing it. But I, uh, I truly think JLB would do Orange Cassidy and Guevara. I don't think they're the right people. I do think yeah. there's one that stands out that's exactly that you haven't mentioned. Fits my mold that I haven't mentioned. So now that makes me sit back and think, who have I not met? Fits my mold. I mean, uh, yeah. I would say Sting would be the huge pop, holy shit moment. Nope. I but, think this person would give you a pop from marks, from industry marks. Um, it would miss some WWE fans, but because of the way they perform in the ring, the, the WWE fans within, you know, two or three eliminations. Oh, Darby? Oh, that's a good one, but no, that's not who I was thinking. Jeez, now I'm, now I'm at Drift trying to think of who you're thinking of. Adam. Oh, Mr. Page. Mr. Hangman. Yeah, he would be a really good choice. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest, he, 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 he was floating around in the back of my brain, but not coming to the forefront. Maybe he was too busy chasing cows or something. <laughs> yeah, he he would I mean, be. I, he's he's I, a. I've I've said it before, and I'll say it again. He's the guy who I think is most likely to kick out of the one winged angel and beat Kenny Omega for the belt. I That's I see him if he was in a Royal Rumble esque match. I could see him doing a buckshot lariat across the ring somehow to get somebody um, out on the other side of the ring. Like <laughs> that's how intense I think he'd be. That'd be a lot of fun. You don't have to use him. He'd be pretty phenomenal. It's just, ah, geez. There's so many potential options. And like I say, so much of it is about how do I, do I want the spectacle or do I want the show off? You know what I mean? Do I want this to be about AEW or do I want this to be about holy shit? And that's where it kind of kind of comes down to. Um, well, if you wanted holy shit, you get Moxley, but that's not happening. Yeah, that's another one. That's right up there with the the uh, Cody. It's actually uh, right up there with Sting. You know what I mean? 
Sting showing up in WWE right now is not going to happen. Uh, there's a little bit of bad blood between them, mostly because he was like, hey, I could do a cinematic match. So they're like, no, you can't, but but I could, but you're not going to. I do find it odd that The Undertaker's final retirement happens after Sting's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they're finally like, oh, like I said, it didn't happen. Yeah, you can retire, Mark. <laughs> yeah, might, might as well go. Um, I just don't know who I go with. AEW is so tough. There's so many, like, from the AEW roster, I could book probably a Royal Rumble of itself and be quite happy with it. Yeah, it's almost like AEW does it. It's a year. Yeah, almost. Buy it. <laughs> Casino Battle Royale. Um, now nah, I think I'm going to go with my first instinct and do Kenny Omega. Even if he doesn't uh, really necessarily play to the casual WWE fan, I really do think it's the uh, overall best way to show off AEW in a WWE ring. Sure. Um, especially if you have him show up at the Royal Rumble with the Good Brothers in tow and the AEW World Championship. <laughs> we know that's We're not going to happen. <laughs> Remember that part at the beginning where I said often unlikely scenario? That's this. Um, but it would be fucking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, if I did this as, as JLB, I'd be, first off, I'd be like, oh, I don't watch a whole lot of ROH. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, uh, who's that guy that, that does the Macho Man impersonation? Uh, 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 Black Machismo. Uh, what's his? Uh, uh, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. Oh, but it, uh, not Jay Lethal because, you know, you had Roush and so... Oh, that's really good, too. Ah, oh, geez. Let me go look at their roster real quick. PCO wrestles for them? Well, then I'm going to bring PCO in. Which, again, I think PCO is perfect for it. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's some pop. I do think Jay Lethal gives you more pop, but I don't think Jay Lethal gives you anything else. I loved your Briscoe Brothers idea. Wes and Jay Briscoe, especially with the recent events with their dad. Uh, where he passed, I think that's a good homage. I, I just, I love the, I love the whole concept. Really, genuinely love that concept of those two. Um, and I missed it. I completely missed. it. So good job on that one. Because um, it, it was their dad, that, or was it Patterson that died? Uh, Patterson's the one that recently. Okay. <clears throat> but um, oh geez, sorry, I was had my uh, mic muted because I was dying of COVID. Apparently, I'm, no. I don't have COVID, but I was coughing like crazy. <clears throat> So anyway, that's that's I did like that one a lot. I still think PCO would have been JLB's choice. I think if you limited it to individual PCO is the right move. Um, he's got a lot of history, man. Like he's old, so a lot of people know who he is. I I think I feel like when you said Moose, you said the thing that JLB would have said. Uh, but I also feel like Moose would have been a generic statement. Um, and I think immediately JLB would have tried to turn from that and head straight for Sammy Callahan. And I don't think Sammy Callahan's a bad move. I think Sammy Callahan showing up is like the Dudley boy showing up the first time. It's just, oh my God, really? Or anytime an ECW original showed up, people were, people took note um, when Tommy Dreamer was suddenly there. Not that we enjoyed it, not that it was the best thing in the world, People took notes, and I and I really feel like Sam McCallahan does that big time. Um, my choice would I'd, I'd more WWE-ish. Sam McCallahan definitely draws some. Um, and if I was going with AEW, me personally, I would have chosen Hangman Page. If I'm choosing for 
Um, uh, choosing for JLB, everybody you mentioned, um, by the end of it, we're really convinced to who he actually chose. And I think he actually chooses, he says, uh, I, I chose Orange Cassidy. I mean, I mean, Sammy Guevara. I think he lands finally with Sammy Guevara, but not after we don't talk about, you know, fucking number 10 as an option. Now, Orange Cassidy, in my opinion, would be a phenomenal option, if only to absolutely fucking troll the WWE fans. Uh, oh, there would be so many non-wrestling, like, like generic WWE fans who, oh yeah, no, I love wrestling. Who the fuck's this guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that just wouldn't get it. You know, I, I mean, can you imagine Cornette's show? Oh yes. my god, he'd have an Orange Cassidy and the Royal Rumble, that's it. Wrestling's over. This shit is so fucking fake. Yeah, man, you were part of it for years. Yeah, yeah the, the whole idea that you came with a tennis racket, we knew it was fake at that point. <laughs> you didn't play tennis. You still yeah. don't play tennis. Come on, man. Yeah, so... But I, I think I think JLB ended on on Guevara. Um, he is kind of a mark for Guevara. Um, it will be interesting to hear from him when he's done with finals um, or midterms or whatever he has. It's uh, it's not a bad choice though, Guevara. Uh, no, it's just it's a Kofi choice, you know. And and he he's athletic enough to land the. He's not going to land the same stuff Kofi lands. But he's athletic enough to run the the barricade and get to the steps and get back in. I don't know. I'm just not in love with it. Um, I would also like to see MJF because he's an asshole. And he's better than you. And you know it. I do. That's where I would be at. Uh, me personally, though, I would I would choose. I probably still would have chose PCO because um, I didn't think of the Briscoes. Both. Come. Um, I would have. Uh, I'd have probably. And I don't know. Do you think JLB picks any different than that? No, that sounds about like him. Well, more specifically, he'll he'll not pick for ten minutes and then say he picked. Um, <laughs> Especially on AEW, the other two he would he would pretend that he knew the product and then bail to the website and go, "Oh yeah, PCO." <laughs> like I know that I, I know that if I have to look up more than five people, if I have to know more than five people on ROH's roster. It's gonna take a look up, and I and I ain't gonna pretend. <laughs> so, but uh, no, I, I mean, it's weird. that's I don't know. I I do like the idea. After having looked, I, I like the idea of PCO. I like I really like your idea with Moose. Moose is the is is a great face of the company. Um, he's a serious wrestling fans wrestler and. Uh, Hangman, or I, I like Hangman, you like Kenny, I don't think either's a bad move at all. Whatsoever. Whatsoever. What? So, that's where I would have gone. Okay. That way we put all three of them. Yeah. Well, we were going to move on to my challenge to you. Okay. And I'm, I'm not going to worry about the Royal Rumble whatsoever. Okay. I did Royal Rumble two weeks ago. I did it last week. Um, You're going to do it Sunday. Yeah, we're going to talk about it Sunday. I'm going to do all sorts of Royal Rumble. What I'm going to have you book is the AEW show that we never got, Blood and Guts. Specifically, the Blood and Guts match. Okay. So, here's what it comes down to. is How would you book it today? If you were going to have it Ooh. happening within the next couple weeks right now. Keep in mind, originally it was the Elite... Um, so Cody, Kenny Omega, 
Adam Page, Matt Jackson. It was supposed to be Nick Jackson, and he got injured, so they replaced him with Matt Hardy. Yep. Versus the inner circle. Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santa, Santana, and Ortiz, right? <clears throat> now, the elite as a group basically doesn't exist anymore. Correct. Uh, they still technically kind of do, but it's mostly just the Young Bucks now. Um, but inner circle now exists with two additional members. So... In storyline today, how would you book a Blood and Guts match? Now, a reminder, Blood and Guts effectively is War Games with one change stipulation. Uh, one major change. Blood or Guts. Yeah, submission or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, pinfall? Surrender. Submission or surrender. No pinfalls, no countout, no escaping. In fact, if I'm remembering correctly... They were doing it as escaping was a forfeit. Which is war games. Which is war games, but it's important to note because I am, we've talked about it before on this. I uh, dislike the escape the cage rule um, in any cage match. I get it. Okay, and I get where you're coming from. I just, I feel like, I like when that's the only way you can win. Otherwise, there's no reason for a cage. It's, it's, it's a stationary weapon is all it is. Yeah, I like I said, for me, it just comes down to, and we've talked about this before, so we're not going to um, harp on this for too long, but it's, you know, you put together this whole cage and the whole premise is we're going to use this cage to keep you together. There's no escape except to win the match. You can escape. It just kind of undercuts the whole reason of a cage for me. But, Fair enough. Um, and then they're like, hey, we're going to create a cage and we're going to put a roof on it so you can't escape, except if you want to go out and climb up onto the roof and throw people off. <laughs> yeah, okay and, and the other way to win this match is pinfall or submission. Oh, so it's a normal match. Yeah, but there's a big cage yeah. with a roof that's highly unsafe. Yep. Oh, and the referee oh. can call the match uh, because uh, someone because of too much injury or too much brutality. Yeah. Well, we we'll didn't call it when happen. mankind got thrown off the top, but we're gonna call it if you hit some hit hit up a stack of chairs sixteen times with a toolbox. But that, however, is beside the point of what we were talking about. Yes. Um, so you get to book Blood and Guts if it was happening today. Okay, so Wordlow and MJF are in Inner Circle. In Inner in Circle. Yep. But you we... do not have to use Inner Circle because, again, there's not really an elite anymore. So this could be based on whatever current storyline you versus well, whatever I, current. I think the, the obvious one is Impact and AEW. Um more specifically, the Defectors versus the Originals, maybe? So, um, I think you have uh, Matt and Nick. Um, Matt and Nick and Kenny Omega as the Defectors in there. In fact, can you do three? Can I have three teams? Uh, there's really no rule to stop you. They've had three-team war games before in WCW. They've never, a, they've never had a blood against them, so we're going to do three teams. do three teams of five. We're going to have an AEW team, we're going to have a Defectors team, and we're going to have a Impact team. And so AEW and Impact are trying to prove that you know their brand is the best, and the Defectors are trying to prove that it doesn't matter whose brand is the best, we're just the best. So you have Anderson and Gallows, Kenny Omega, and the uh, Young Bucks um, as the Defectors. That was easy. Um, you have Cody with 
a lead up for weeks trying to find his team for AEW. So Cody obviously saying, hey, I'm going to be in this. Um, this is my baby type thing. Uh, he eventually recruits Moxley because Moxley's pissed off at Kenny Omega. That's really the number one reason. He, um, you, he gets, um, I, I feel like there's so much homage to John Huber right now that it would be foolish not to have um it would be foolish not to have somebody from the dark order and i think that i think john silver is the obvious move there john silver or number 10 probably both john silver is not actually number 10 though right uh no preston Preston vance is number 10 john silver is considered number four I have trouble keeping their numbers together, and that sucks, but I do. Well, for for Alex Reynolds and John Silver, they don't really say their numbers too much, right? Yeah. So, so you've got Evil Uno is, of course, Uno, one. one. Yeah. Um, and Stu Grayson, being the second of the original Dark Order, is two. Um, you've got Alex Reynolds and John Silver were the first, first new members brought in. So they are three and four, but I'm not entirely sure whether it's Alex Reynolds is three and John Silver four or vice versa. I think John Silver's four, but I'm not sure. There's so much with John Silver that I I think you have to have him in that. Um, he's kind of become the de facto. Um, you know, he was he was really close in real life. So I think you choose him. Um, I think to bring part of Taz's coalition in. Um, you you have Brian Cage in there, um, and Taz is going just get along for this one time. We need to we need to hold together things, and then then you can go back to killing them later, um, type thing. And uh, I think I think the fourth one is a is a dark horse pick, and I I think it I think it seems obvious that it should be Darby. Um, Darby just is a really good fit, and especially with him being under Sting's wing right now, it allows for Darby and and Brian Cage to kind of have a little bit of a feud during the match, but, you know, cooler heads prevail uh, with Sting and uh, Taz telling him, no, <laughs> just hold on, you know, type thing. Um, you have a little bit of Arn Anderson trying to get Taz and Sting on the same page with these guys can work together. There's a lot of story to be told to build up to that. Uh, and I think from Impact, I think uh, um, I think you get a similar storyline with Eddie Edwards, um, Rich Swan, Moose, Sammy Callahan. Um, I'm trying to think of who my fifth would be. Oh, let's take a look. I'm struggling here of who I really think would be a great pick from Impact. So bear with me for a second here. So I have to actually be excited about this because, you know, I took some people off. Uh, if if uh, JLB was here... He would say um, TJP, but I'm I'm not doing. That. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Chris Day Chris Bay makes sense, but it's not the right choice. Oh. You know what? We're gonna go a little old school. I think we're gonna have Hernandez in it. Um, mostly because I really like Hernandez, but uh, that and that gives them kind of a powerhouse team. I know I I know there's something to be said for Ken Shamrock. I know there's something to be said for a lot of people. Um, I'm gonna go with Hernandez though. So. Um, and so in the actual match, do I have to do their entrance order? Do we, we don't even know that it is. So it could be all of them starting at the same time. Yeah. We don't know for certain. They, they implied that it was going to have the same sort of countdown of some sorts, but again, we never had the official match. So, um, I don't really care the entrance order because you can't get a pinfall until it's done. You can't get a submission. Um, according to their official 
thing though two men start off for five minutes every two minutes another participant enters match officially begins after all men have entered so okay but yeah like you said entry order really doesn't matter because just like a war games match there's no winning until everyone's in anyways yeah and i i guess the way i do this is is i go to a bludgeoning at the end um you know pretty much everybody's down um omega gets up moxley hits him with the um the i want to say dirty deeds but i know that's not what it's called now the ddt 1619 is what i want to say and i know that's not what he calls his what's his called uh paradigm shift paradigm shift so moxley hits omega with the paradigm shift um just about that time uh i'm gonna say moose gets up and um him and moxley start duking it out and hit each other at the same time across the head with uh with like steel chairs or barbed wire baseball bats or whatever it is that knocks them both out um and you slowly but surely see darby get up and darby's looking for a way to pick up the win because again this is the guy who's getting the push biggest from everybody right now that hasn't had it yet and he's closest to Kenny Omega and he's like, okay, well, I just got to hit him with the with the coffin drop and, and this is over. And he tries to hit the coffin drop. He hits it. Omega's still there. He's going for the pin. The ref's not counting the pin. And he stands up and Sting looks at him and he looks back at Sting and he puts on the, the uh, Scorpion Deathlock. Darby Allen gets Kenny Omega to tap out to the Scorpion Deathlock. So, huh? I like, I like. I, uh, yeah, I mean, realistically, will they will they do it that way? Probably not. But no. I think that's a really good push for him. I, I think the fact that everybody's brutalized at the end says a lot for the whole thing, and it allows the, the, the push on that one. Because you'll notice in that same group of people, there's not a whole lot of submission maneuvers. No. Um, you know, and it gives you the chance. You're going to see Brian Cage perform a Taz mission at some point. Um you're going to see, you know, a couple other submission attempts that just, just don't work. Um, but Darby performing stings does a lot for building their relationship together. That's where I'm going with that. I mean, you do bring up a very good point. It's, it's one of the things I thought about when they first announced the, the blood and guts matches is that while AEW is marketed and pushed a lot as, kind of a revolution in in professional wrestling bringing it back to its roots real professional wrestling very few of the wrestlers uh ex- exclusively or heavily use a submission maneuver as their finisher yeah, there's not a Co- lot of bread <clears throat> yeah cody uses the figure four but not usually as his finisher finisher he's finished some matches with it but his finisher is still the crossroads um yeah. uh Cody, uh, Kenny Omega has used a finisher here and there. Um, uh, Moxley recently has used the uh, rear naked choke finisher. Um, I thought he had No, that'd be good. Who did that? Yeah. Um, Hager does the Hager lock rear naked choke effectively, but he mostly kicks people in the nuts. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not a Hager fan, but I'm going to say this. I think it's brilliant that they've worked that into his character. He got uh, that that MMA match called uh, a no contest because he kicked the guy in the nuts. And he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to make it my character in AEW. I hit people in the nuts. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, the, the majority of of the AEW roster doesn't use the submission maneuver for their finisher. They use other things. Some of them, you know, will put on submission maneuvers, but like Britt Baker is one of the only ones that exclusively uses a submission as her finisher. Yep. Yep. Well, I think there's other there's there's pieces to this that really make a lot of sense. I could see Inner Circle coming out and interfering in the match left and right. So there's nothing keeping them from climbing over and in. They're not match. I can see them laying everybody out, then leaving the ring. Mm-hmm. Can't win a match you're not in. Who cares if we get disqualified as we leave? Yep. You know? Um, and they don't have a character in at all in that group because Cody doesn't trust any of them. So I, I, I think I think that builds long-term storyline. I think it builds short-term storyline. Um, we can easily revi- revisit the Sammy Callahan versus Moose feud. That was a great feud. Um, it was actually the feud that that you fell in love with Moose during, and I fell in love with Moose during, you know? Uh, we both we both got more involved in Impact while Moose was feuding with, with uh, Sammy Callahan, and you got way more involved than I did, so... Um, yeah, I, I gotta be honest, there's, there's some weeks that I, I watch WWE, specifically Raw, and I just think to myself, why, why don't I just give up on WWE and just watch Impact and AEW and maybe maybe find a way to watch Ring of Honor and, and let, let everyone else deal with Raw. <laughs> Especially Raw lately. It's just, whew. You can tell it's Vince's baby because it's really sucking. <laughs> Aside from the Alexa Bliss storyline right now, there's not much on Raw that's uh, particularly enthralling. I mean, all things Drew because Drew is so enjoyable to watch, but they've just saddled us with the worst Drew match we're going to get. Yeah. And, and hopefully a loss Ugh. if they put that title on goldberg i'm gonna be so pissed you and me both um so anyway that's 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 what i would do um and i know that the primary goal of booking is to find out who's gonna win i think it's a great opportunity to push some of the up-and-comers i think rich swan having a great showing legitimizes his his uh championship and i'm not saying he's not a legit champion i'm just saying there's something about being in the ring with Cody Rhodes and Sammy Callahan, or Cody Rhodes and, uh, yeah, Sammy Callahan and Moose and, um, you know, uh, 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 Kenny Omega and, you know, Hangman and Mox and anybody else they can throw in that ring that, that is amazing, that legitimizes him. Um, and I think it, I think you also can quickly legitimize um, Darby Allen. Which unfortunately hasn't happened that much. So, I mean, it has, but you got you got to slap bigger than the T title on him to do it. I mean, unless they they give him a really long run with the TNT title with a lot of successful defenses. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, shut up. You're starting to sound like WWE. But yes, if it's a weekly sex, successful defense, that's fine. Or bi-weekly. Um, um, so. No, I mean, I, yeah. I'd watch that Blood and Guts match. I have no problem with that. I mean, right now, I just want to watch a Blood and Guts match. I've been thinking about it a lot, it's been It's been a year, almost. It was yes. announced at Revolution 2020. It was almost a year ago. But you had a chance to watch something very similar, but they allowed pinfalls. Did you watch NXT? Did you watch War Games? I, I did. <laughs> Good. But it wasn't like, blood and guts. No, it did not have blood or guts. Blood or guts. But so before we get to our third act of this show, um, which is our fun little Ring of Honor AEW or Impact, I wanted to take a detour because as the day that we're recording this, 
It's following the WWE Superstar Spectacle, their uh, television special aimed at the Indian audience because they are, you know, eventually going to try to expand into India, uh, probably set up a, a NXT India at some point, try to get that up there. So, um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about it because I have some weird thoughts about it. First of all, when they announced the the matches for it, I really thought to myself, oh my goodness, are they going to make all of their top stars lose to Indians? Um, not not that the the in not that an Indian couldn't be a, the winner. It's the fact that none of the Indian wrestlers barring three of them have we ever really seen on WWE TV. Um so here are the matches that they announced. Okay. <clears throat> Guru Raj versus Finn Balor. Uh, Obviously Dil- a Raj win. Yeah. Dilshner Shanky, Giant Zanjir, Rey Mysterio and Ricochet versus Dolph Ziggler, King Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro. Well, they're going to lose because Shinsuke's there. Uh, uh, Jeet Rama versus AJ Styles with Omos. Oh my god. Serena Sandu teaming with Charlotte Flair versus Bailey and Natalia. And Jinder Mahal and the Bollywood Boys, which is the Singh Brothers, versus Drew McIntyre and Indus Share. Oh my gosh. So when I described those matches to you, did you not just have the exact same thought I have? They are totally gonna job out all their top stars to these unknown Indian. No, no, because Indus Share is gonna win that one. That was their that was their cop out to not have Jinder Mahal beat Drew. Yeah, that that is the only one that I I was I was torn on because I was like, but Jinder was their 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 golden boy when they were first trying to court the Indian audience. Maybe, but to answer your question, Finn Balor did not lose to Guru Raj. He beat Guru Raj, which surprised me. I was like, oh well, maybe they're actually doing this realistic. Um. AJ Styles did not lose to Jeet Rama. Um, so again, but in the other two matches, the the team with the Indian wrestlers on it beat the other team, you know? And so it's like Who won the Drew Drew versus Drew and Indus share one versus Jinder and, and Bollywood Boys. So you were right there. And, and that felt safe just because Indus Share was there. But I it, mean, it, it seriously, in any market you put you put the Singh brothers against Indus Share. Who wins that match? Yeah, that that was the only one that, in my opinion, they booked properly. In my opinion, every single one of these matches should have had an Indian wrestler on both sides in some way, right? Yeah. Um, so the, the the match that was Dolph Ziggler, King Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro versus Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, Dilshner Shanky, and Giant Zanjir really in my opinion should have had at least one indian wrestler on both sides so that you could look at it and be like like i had on the drew mcintyre match gee i can't really decide who i think is going to win this match because you're trying to pitch to indian off you know marketplace you really want to have an indian wrestler win was was the one that picked up the win in her match um i mean was it serena I think it was Serena, but I I got to be honest, I have to look up to be certain. Over Natalia. Yeah. Um, the Finn Balor and the AJ Styles matches, I understand from this standpoint. 
based on on what little I've watched of this, these right, because I didn't take time out of my day to turn on the WWE Network at two o'clock in the afternoon, which would be regular time for for over in India. Um, I just watched highlights and stuff like that. But the Finn Balor and the AJ Styles matches obviously were put together because they didn't have faith in the the Indian wrestlers Guru Raj and Jeet Rama to be able to put together a top tier match. So they wanted to put them in there with experienced veterans who could carry them through a match, you know? And I guess I get it, but if you were an Indian wrestling fan and WWE was trying to court you and you turned on and the very first match was Finn Balor beating up on an Indian wrestler. And then the third match was AJ Styles beating up on an Indian wrestler. I, I feel like I'd be a little bit disheartened from it. You know what I mean? Well, you could have made that a tag match mm-hmm. on each side. Exactly. They could have carried the match several times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could have had, AJ could have Styles with Jeet Rama versus Finn Balor with Guru Raj. Right? Yeah. And so then you could have had AJ Styles in there with Guru, Finn Balor in there with Jeet, you know, each helping the match go. But then in the end, you would have had an Indian wrestler be the winner. Yeah. Um, and this one be the loser, but yeah. you still had an Indian wrestler. So I I just feel like it's it seems like this was kind of thrown together um, as part of their oh shit we got to do something for India, um, and I feel like they could have done a lot better if they would have taken a little bit more time and planned things out better. Because um, in the end, to an American fan watching these, none of these Indian wrestlers looked like they were ready for prime time. Barring the main event match with Indus Share, Gender, and the Bollywood Boys. And that's only because Indus Share has previously been on NXT enough that we could kind of know them. And Gender, love him or hate him, he has vastly improved in the ring in his second run around. Oh, yeah. And um, he <laughs> is a former WWE champion. So There is not a member of the three-man band who is not significantly better than when they were in this there's not a single member of it significantly more entertaining, more athletic, significant, uh, more significantly better storytellers than they were back then. Um, Heath Slater landed on his best gimmick with I've Got Kids. And WWE peed it down their legs. Yeah, I mean, Heath Slater was a legitimate mid-card champion at that juncture. Mid-card face champion. And could have easily switched heel in a heartbeat because we've seen him be pompous. Mm-hmm. Unjustifiably pompous is always a great heel. Um, that's half the music. Yep. But anyways, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that because it was on my mind and it was today. Um, in the end, it's going to have absolutely zero impact in the WWE storylines for, I don't know, ever. Um, from what I heard, Shinsuke actually entered to his heel music, which is really kind of funny, but I think it... it uh, talks about a bit about when they recorded this. Must have been before, or at least when they planned it was before they put him back to his his face music on SmackDown the other week. Well, the other piece to that is Japan and India. I mean, Asian, just like European countries. I mean, you you still to this day get France, Germany, or France, England, uh, pissed off, and there's only you know three centuries of wars there. Um, or three, I'm sorry, three millennia of wars there. Um, and uh, India or uh, Asian countries have very similar long spent ties of not 
liking other Asian countries. Yeah. No, I understand why they did it, but at the same point, like I say, that's my point, is that it's going to have absolutely zero impact on the day-to-day WWE product. Yeah. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Yeah. They're they're not even going to talk about it on SmackDown this. Nope. They might tell you to go back and watch it on the network. Mm Mm-hmm. Or on Peacock. Fantasy book, uh, uh, Saved by the Bell, Reunion with Professional Wrestler. That might be coming. (laughs) More specifically, fantasy book, Zach Morris showing up at um, fucking WrestleMania. That's probably coming. Because that very likely. In his new governor job. Yep, Governor Zach Morris. Anyways, we're going to move on to our lovely game, Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. I'm going to give... D.A. Fave, a list of three WWE wrestlers that he needs to relocate to a different company, and then he's going to turn around and do it to me. The first round, your choices, uh, mostly because uh, JLB's not here, so uh, Tozawa, Nakamura, and Io Shirai. Ooh, um, golly. It's tough deciding between between uh, Io and Nakamura for AEW. Um... The, pr- the problem in AEW is not that they don't have great women's wrestlers. The problem is that they have six of EO <laughs> without the character development that EO has. Yeah. Yeah, that's I've talked about it on here before, I think. The problem in AEW is not with the wrestlers in the women's division. It's with the character. Yeah. I, I mean, for the most part, they don't have character. You know, it, it, if you're going to have an Asian wrestler in AEW, it's, it's going to be a woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Oh, come on. They've got Naka, 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 Nakazawa. Yep, they got one. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I, can't help but put Shinsuke on AEW. Um, it allows him to go back to real strong style and keeps his wife happy because they're staying in the... That's, that's really why I do that, and, and I can get... I can get Shinsuke's original run. I can get Shinsuke in, AE, or in NXT. Um all over again and i don't have to bury him um oh, what what which two wrestlers are we most underusing right now let's put them into a tag team okay <laughs> you know like uh so yeah shinsuke's gonna go to AEW because that's the stage he belongs on he belongs on the biggest stage that will let him do his stuff um god says that was funny and there's just not a lot of character not not as much character stuff in roh as there is in, in impact um there's some character stuff um uh, i think i think tozawa to uh roh um eo is gonna flourish in any one of those environments every single one of those environments you same with same with shinsuke um tozawa could really stand out in roh and i think I'm 100% sure he gets lost in the shuffle in AEW, and I'm 90% sure he gets lost in the shuffle in Impact because of the AEW. Um, he could do very well in their X Um but for that matter, he could do very well in uh, WWE's uh, Cruiserweight division. So here's looking at pissing away good stuff. Anyway, yeah, I think I think Eo's going to end up on Impact. Um, Strong wins division, not the best, um, but Shins- Shinsuke could be a world or an AEW, and it would curveball all of the storylines if they got him, because they don't have a storyline written that way right now. And boy, they—I'd they, want to. I'd want to have him be a champion real quick. <laughs> That's where I'd go. Excellent. What would you That's- have done? 
you know, to be perfectly honest, I haven't thought too much about it. I really just wanted to put Tozawa in there in, in a week that JLB wasn't here. Uh, um, <laughs> that's really it. Fair enough. Uh, no, I mean, to be perfectly honest, <clears throat> the toss-up is Nakamura or Iota AEW, like you said. Um, this is nothing against Tozawa. I want to repeat, it is nothing. But from a a overall prestige level and from really a overall wrestling level, uh, those two are in the absolute top tier for their division, right? And Tozawa has a lot of upside to him, but he's not there yet. Sure. So, uh, so that's where... Um, I, I probably would, in that respect, uh, go the same way as you with Nakamura for mostly the same reasons. You've already got Io Shirai Light in Riho, in Hikaru Shida, in Yuka Sakazaki, in Emi Sakura, you know? Um, just Emmy's with, a little bit different, but yeah. Emmy's yeah. a little bit different, but but none of them have the character uh, that Io has now. Yeah, Emmy's... Um, Emmy onto a character that worked 25 years ago which is yeah. really what hurts her i mean her or, mat work she's not aerial she's not just high flyer asian girl she's literally a mat work wrestler um but unfortunately she's she really likes pretending that she's uh freddie mercury yeah i mean and maybe that works over in in japan you know maybe that's super popular over there I don't know if Freddie Mercury's, you know, super popular in Japan, but um, that gimmick does he's not popular here. But he's not. A, he's not popular. I mean, not because of his wrestling prowess. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, in the end, uh, Elvis wasn't super popular because of his wrestling prowess, but uh, a knockoff Elvis wrestler became super popular. Yeah, in the eighties, so, it would have worked. 40 years ago or 30 years ago here and it would well, work it, it would work with the right person today uh if you chose the right right person to base it on from early 2000s rock maybe um because it's all about i don't know it's all about the draw the current draw of someone but but so in the end we we've just got too many EO lights right now in in AEW and and maybe that's the mistake that we should put EO there because she can show these people what they need to do in the end. Um, you know, I originally I was almost thinking of putting uh, Asuka instead of EO, uh, but the problem is the same. You know, in the end, do you put Asuka in AEW or do you put Nakamura? I think you still put Nakamura. Um, yeah. So then it's just where do you put Tazawa? Where do you put EO? And and in reality, I'm I probably end up at the same results that you have. EO to impact because it's the best of those women division. Um and she would put on some phenomenal matches. EO versus uh Diana Perrazzo, EO versus Sue Young slash slash Susie slash Susan, whatever uh her new name is. Um EO versus uh Rosemary. These are all would be fun matches to Tozawa to Ring of Honor, I think from just a skill standpoint, he fits very well there. Um, and he wouldn't get buried by larger guys. Plus, to me, Tozawa's got a ton of uh, personality. 
And when you've got characters like Dalton Castle in Ring of Honor, I think he'd fit in there. Yeah, I, I, I just think there's some there's something he brings to it. Mm-hmm. Very good that he brings. So yeah. Okay, so who do you got for me? Um, you son of a bitch! You took my Asian wrestlers idea. No, <laughs> I didn't have that idea. Um, you never have an idea coming into this. Come on, man. No, I really don't. I really don't. I just feel like so frequently we go with the same shit for and over especially with jlb uh blonde women okay vince thanks for saying blonde women again (laughs) um so i think i'm gonna go with people who should have hung it up a while ago big show rick flair and hold on i don't want to say mickey james but i feel like if you're gonna be on wwe you really should have hung it up because mickey you're not getting the respect you did so i'm gonna go with uh big show Ric Flair and Mickey James, even though she shouldn't hang it up, she should just be in a better promotion for her talents. Okay. Uh, big Show, you said Big Show, Ric Flair, and Mickey James? Yep. All different types of hang it up, but they should have hung it up with WWE uh, years ago. Yeah. So, Mickey um, should have back with WWE. Retire Big Show, retire Ric Flair, and oh, wait, that's not the game. <laughs> Nope, because they're not hanging it up. So obviously they don't need to hang. They they don't feel they need to hang it up. So let's make them usable. I think Ric Flair's an easy one. I don't know, man. He's really obsolete on the mic now too. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, the the only thing Ric Flair can could bring to the table is mentorship. But I don't even know if he'd be good at that. Yeah, the problem is you, you bring him over as a mentor, you're going to take him to the one mentor brand, the brand that has mentors, and he's just going to suck compared to the rest of them as a mentor, which yeah. I guess maybe give him his sucky stage. Maybe. God, this is a lot tougher than it really should be, but, um, well, uh, along that okay, same you argument... Mickey, you want to put Mickey in AEW, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> along, that's what I was about to say. Along with that same argument, Mickey James to AEW because she can mentor... Um, and she's got a whole lot of history with character work. She could help bring some character work to the AEW women's division. Absolutely. And, and in many ways be like a uh, Billy Gunn, where she also is an occasional wrestler. Yeah. So she could be a player coach, you know? Um, so, so that works the best there. Um, and in no way, shape, or form am I saying Mickey should have hung it up. She should have hung it up with she. She has a good five years left in her, I think. Yeah, the, um, she she just should hang it up. Take with this WWE. time to start stepping back from the regular. This, this is the time for her to build her career after wrestling. She um, should be doing what Triple H should have done in mm-hmm. circa 2007. Yeah, and so that's why I think, like, like I said, player coach here. She can be a wrestler and yet also be heavily impacted in shaping a division. Um, so that's why I would do that. Plus, uh, then her schedule would be a lot lighter so she could spend more time with her husband, Nick Aldis. Uh, yeah. And then maybe it would get Nick Aldis to come to AEW. Who's also got about five left on um, The tougher thing is, the real question with this is, who do I want to saddle with Ric Flair? <laughs> Isn't that a horrible feeling? It is. It's like, ah, uh, geez. Like, Big and, Show, don't get me wrong, Big Show doesn't have a lot of wrestling left in him, I think. Uh, I think his body is getting to the point where 
it hardly even likes to walk anymore, let alone wrestle. I think he's got some good one-offs left in him. Mm-hmm. But so, so for that, I think he would uh, work really well in in a in a wrestling that doesn't do a lot of touring, mostly records out of the same place, um, and uh, he'd be able to fill kind of a a more um, well to use the. Uh, example of Ken Shamrock because that's where he'd be going his impact Ken Shamrock can come and wrestle a few matches here and there uh, but on most weeks at best he comes out and says a few things in the mic and those backs too, you know and that could be big show he comes out talks a game and then once every other pay-per-view wrestles a match uh, where he gets to do big show stuff and and that which then puts Ric Flair in Ring of Honor which sucks for both Ric Flair and Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, but it's really the only place I can go with it, you know? Well, and I, I don't know that this changes up because I, I did think of another person that could be the person who should have hung out a while ago, Goldberg. Um, and I don't know that that changes that all that No, much. I don't think it does because I don't want to saddle Impact with Goldberg. And I sure as heck don't want to put Goldberg in AEW. No, I mean, if I put if I put Goldberg in instead of Mickey James, does it change anything? I don't think it does. I mean, you don't I don't think it play. changes anything in terms of Ric Flair. It might change my... Uh, you might have Big Show in AEWs? I might have Big Show in AEW. I just... And this is nothing against Goldberg. I, I've got to be clear on it, but... I think Goldberg has very limited skill sets. Well, a very limited appeal, and I don't think that appeal is is to the type of people that AEW is trying to market to most of the time. Like, yeah, he's always going to have a bit of a draw, no matter sure. what. But AEW is really trying to push themselves as the wrestlers' company, right? And uh, Goldberg really kind of exhibits exactly the opposite of the wrestler's company, you know? Um, he was a guy who came into wrestling from elsewhere, shot really quickly to the top of the card in, in a very little time, based mostly on a marketing background, uh, not a actual wrestling skill, you know? Yeah. Um, and you could technically try to say that about Big Show, that he shot to the top mostly because he was just big, but he at least had he was fucking big under his belt. Well, that Goldberg, he's Andre. Yeah. Goldberg was just uh, an above average football player who delivered a mean spear. And so I'm they're like, hey, sorry. Somebody else needs to take the jackhammer. People have stolen the spear. The spear is not nearly as cool as the jackhammer super. Indeed. My, I, I really think the jackhammer is way cooler than Especially now that everybody does it. I think Bobby Lash do it. I think Bobby Lash could just be new Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do a black machismo version version of Goldberg with Bobby Lashley. <laughs> you know, he they show him a backstage. He headbutts the locker before coming out. He inhales the smoke from the sparklers. That'd be pretty funny. Lash, yeah. Lash. WWE, if you use that, you owe us. Oh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> but anyway. on that note, we are going to close the book on the wrestling booking unit. It's uh, been a little bit shorter of an episode than we normally do, but we've been battling some some recording issues. And before our system just totally shits the bed again, we're going to go ahead 
and and call it an evening tonight. Uh, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I mentioned that before. Uh, every podcast platform has the ability to subscribe or like or whatever so that you get notified whenever we post new episodes. Follow us on social media. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU, pretty much any of the social medias. Um, you can follow DA Fabe on Twitter at DA Vincent K Fabe. And if you use the hashtag, please sponsor us Turks and Caicos, I will respond. Ooh, that's Sparks, a promise. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, Sparks, I'm going to need you to. Uh... Watch my Twitter. <laughs> hey, uh, so, someone said that. Ah, fuck. I got a tweet. Oh, again. Um, and since JLB is not here, he doesn't get a plug this week. Yeah. I mean, it's still going to be in the doobly. I just copy and paste that shit. Talk Radio's the brand. Uh, make sure to review us on Apple Podcasts. If you use Apple Podcasts, they give us five stars, just like the number of stars. You will give your vacation if you ever go to beautiful Turks and Caicos. On remember, top of that, remember, you can find back, all of our... Were they, were, you remember back when we were kids and we were in Turks and Caicos? And- yeah, all that, all those times, us native Turks and Caicosians pronounced it wrong. Caicite? Whatever we were called. Head to the doobly-doos for this episode where you can find uh, links to all of our social media and our Patreon and our merch store and all of that stuff in the doobly-doos right there. But on that note, we are going to close the book on the Wrestling Booking Unit. Uh, Thanks for listening. We will see you all soon.